0: Good evening. We are discussing the, we are discussing the halachas of Birchus Paschaba Bikisnin. is, as we described last week, two weeks ago, I should say, one of three options. There's three different opinions as to the definition of Paschaba Bikisnin. What type of bread is called pas haba bekisnin, which therefore carries a bracha of mezonas and a bracha achreina of al-hamichya, rather than a bracha of Hamochi that normal bread would be required, and a bracha of bichas for the bracha achreina. And we explained there was three different opinions in the Rishonim, all three mentioned in halacha. With the first opinion being that Pashabarbekisnanin, kistnin coming from the word pockets, Pasabarbakisnan is bread that is been baked with a filling, a sweet filling, a filling therefore that makes the bread not normally eaten as the main bread of the meal, but rather as the kinoacha as the dessert or post suda. And that's the first the first opinion. We described them at length with all the different examples last in two weeks ago. The second view, which is the opinion of the Rambam, is pas shenilusha be that bread, the dough, the isa, the dough has been kneaded not together with water as normal bread is made, but rather with very sweet liquid, meperis, wine or honey or milk, etc., something that makes the bread much sweeter. Uh, and therefore it becomes a sweet bread, which is the concept of Pasar according to the Rebbein uh, Chananel and the Rambam. According to the Rambam, it's sweet because it's been baked with a sweet filling. According to the Rambam, it's sweet because it's been kneaded together with sweet juice, fruit juice. And therefore that becomes bread, which is not normally eaten as part of the main meal and only as a dessert or post meal. And therefore it's considered Kisnin, which carries a of Muzaynas, and Al-Hamikyo. and finally we saw the third opinion which is the opinion of the er of haigon that any bread which is hard hard bread that means its initial baking turns it into a hard bread not a bread not a bread not a bread, not a bread that's made as a bread and then turned into toast, thats of course, is hamaytzi, but we're talking about where the initial baking is a hard bread, like a pretzel or breadstick, etc., as we spoke about those uh, at length two weeks ago, that's considered pas habar And we went through all the different halachas relevant to pas habar in the previous shir. Where we didn't manage to finish in the shir two weeks ago was the discussion of what brocha do you make or do you make a brocha on pas habar during a meal. Bring a meal. This is extremely relevant because you often serve as the afters. You will often serve a cake dessert. It could be strudel. It could be a hot chocolate cake. It could be you have better ideas than I do of what to serve as as an afters. But very often we serve cake as as an afters, as a dessert. What does one make a bracha or does one not make a bracha? On real dessert – Many, many poskim today consider a real dessert not part of the souda. Ice cream, for example, which has its own issues, but a real dessert is not considered part of the souda and therefore does need a bracha. There are some poskim, and Robert Feldman was of, of the opinion that today dessert is considered part of the meal, but many, many paskim and many people have a minute to make a bracha and a dessert because a dessert is considered Post meal, And and then we will discuss this in the coming show, what's called part of a meal and what's not called part of a meal. But many, many opinions will believe that a dessert is not part of the meal and therefore needs to have a bracha attached to it. Now, if I'm serving, therefore, a cake at my meal as my dessert for a meal, is that considered a dessert and therefore does not need a bracha or is it considered bread? Now, if I eat bread for my dessert, I just fancy a piece of bread, and my dessert I definitely consider part of the meal. It's bread, and I've already made my brocha on bread. So what do I do with the cake at the end of the meal? Do we consider it non-part of the meal, and therefore I make a brocha of mesoinis? Can I make a brocha of mesoinis? Or do I say no? This is pas habar bekisnin, and it's bread, and I've already made the brocha on bread. Now, the rule behind bread, pas habar bekisnin, at the end of the meal is very simple. Again, if I take something which is Pasa Barba kisinin, definitely Pasa Barba Kisnin, it has the criteria of Pasa kisinin, and I eat it as my dessert, I would need to make a Brokha Mazonis. And that's the premise which we need, to, we need to start with when we're discussing this element of Pasa Barba Kisnin. Pasa barba kisinin, biscuits, cakes, which meet the criteria of Pasa fully, if I eat it as a dessert, would need a Brokha. Because then it's not considered part of the meal. It's considered something which is a dessert outside of the meal and it's not included in the original brachas that we make on the bread at the beginning of the meal. And therefore we we'll need a bracha of mezunah said on it. You don't need to make a bracha of afterwards because your birchas ha would absolve you of your bracha achreina even for your pasah barbekistnin. But a bracha ishreina would be necessary. You need to make a bracha of barimina mezunah for your cake that you eat at the end of the meal. However, and this is where the however comes in and we did discuss and that's why we repeated it again this evening that pasah barbekistnin has three opinions to it. According to the first opinion, and we assume that the opinions disagree with each other. So if I follow the opinion of Rabbeinu Hanan on the Oroch, and I say that Pasad Barbekistan is something which is made filled, then if I'm going to eat a very sweet cake, any type of cake, which is sweet, according to the Rambam, according to the Khanan, Chananel, that's bread, that's really bread, and I can't make a brach on it. If I'm going to follow the opinion of the Rambam, then something which is sweet cake, a chocolate cake, is Paso I should make him a zonis. But according to Rabbeinu it may not be Paso Kisnin, because according to, Rabbein, according to Chananul, it needs to be filled. And even if I ate a chocolate souffle, which maybe meets the criteria both of the Rambam and Rabbeinu because it's a very sweet cake, the batter is made sweet, and it has a, a sweet filling inside. It has a chocolate filling inside. So maybe then I would meet two criteria of the, both criteria of the Rambam Rabbein Chanadal, but I still haven't fulfilled the third criteria, which is the opinion of Rabbi Gon, that only when it's baked hard, like a, like a bread, like a a breadstick or something to, or or a pretzel or something like that, only then can I make a mazonis. So most cakes a person would serve, for a dessert, would not actually fulfill all three criteria. If it doesn't fulfill all three criteria of the different opinions of Passover Kissenin, then when it comes to my dessert, it may be bread. And if it's bread, real bread, I can't make a bracha on it. We make a bracha on all three types of Passover Kissenin Maseinos because we have a Sophic. We don't know which one is bread, which one is non-bread, which one is bread and should really carry a hamotzi, which one is non-bread and should therefore have a bracha of mezonis So we make a mezonis and that way we absolve ourselves from the from the problem, we, we remove ourselves from the suffolk. However, when it comes to the end of the meal, the suffolk is reversed, because there, unless I have a, a type of bread which has all three criteria of the Rabbeinu hananel and the criteria of the Rambam, and the criteria of the high gone, meaning it's baked filled, so it's a pastry which has a filling inside. It's not only a pastry which has a filling inside, it also is the the pastry is made with a sweet with a sweet with a a may it's not made of just flour and water. so it's not a bread pastry, it's a pastry which is made with other ingredients like mayperirus or, or milk or oil, whatever it may be. and when it's finished being baked, it's hard. it needs to be chewed to eat. then. Since I have all three criteria of pasah bar I would make a bracha of Mazonis at the end of a meal. But if I don't have all three criteria of pasah bar then and it's very difficult to say that you need to make a bracha of Mazonis when you may have a suffolk bracha in front of you. And if it's a suffolk bracha, we always take on a suffolk bracha. You go lekula was lenient with regards to a suffolk bracha. So the only type of cake that I know. I'm sure you can think of many other scenarios of a a cake or a biscuit that meets all criteria and it's got to be again it's got to be a cake which is baked filled it's got to have a sweet the 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 pastry or the the pie crust or whatever it is got to be sweet and it's got to be altogether hard to eat it's got to be you've got to chew it now the example we've mentioned before is this baklava baklava is a syrian type of um, very very sweet filled pastry but it's Baked really hard, and you really need to chew it you 've got to break your teeth to get into it, and you've got to chew it and it 's very chewy very hard and filled that la would be Passababa Ki. Anything else is debatable, even you take something like strudel, not clear that 's called Passababi Kisnin it 's the pastry soft it 's not a hard pastry it 's baked filled and it 's a sweet pastry, but it 's not hard so to find a a combination of all three is quite difficult, and the one which is for me most obvious would be this baklava that really seems to fit all three anybody else has any good examples you can post it on the chat and i'm happy to share it uh, with everybody else if it really does meet all three criteria but it's got to be something which is baked filled hard and and the pastry itself is very sweet if you're going to have a pasta kisnin, which is very much part of the meal so for example a bereka or an apple kugel or anything like that, which may be according to some opinions of Passover Babakisnin. It definitely is according to some opinions, Passover But here I'm eating it as part of my main meal, then I definitely do not need to make a bracha according to anybody. I don't make a bracha because at the end of the day, it's part of my main meal. And something which is part of the main meal is considered bottle subservient to the bread and the bread, the bracha on the bread will absolve you of making a bracha on that mosaicus. So in order to get around this problem of should I make or should I not make a bracha on pasa at the end of the meal, there are a number of, of options that one can try to have to get around it. Some people say, and this is an opinion which is, which is, is, is disputable, Not everybody agrees to this, but some say that when you make hamotzi, when you wash at the beginning of your meal you make Hamochi and you have very clear intention at the time of your hamotzi to absolve your pasa which comes at the end of the meal, so, you know, you've already got a menu on the table. Your wife puts a menu or your husband puts a menu or, or your host puts a menu on the table. And on the, in the menu, it tells you you're going to be having gefilter fish for the first course. And you're going to have chicken soup for the second course. And you're going to have a chicken and kugel for the third course. A very simple meal, that is. And you're going to have for your afters, you're going to have a chocolate cake. So you now know at the beginning of the meal what you're about to have for your afters. Then it's very, very simple, say the, these, this opinion, that when you wash and you make your hamotzi, you have very clear intent to be that the cake that you're going to have at the end. Or even if you don't know what you're going to be having at the end, as if you assume that you might. So you have intention that if I'm having cake at the end, I want my hamotzi to be a bracha on that passover Baba as well, then that absolves you from any suffolk and you don't need to make a bracha on the passover Baba kisnen. But that's a, a, a opinion which is in dispute because not everybody agrees that the bracha of Hamaitzi will absolve you of your brachas mazaynas. There are others who are very careful to have a little bit of Passover before the meal. So if they know that they're going to be having a Mazaynas at the end of the meal. So at, as I've mentioned before, I have a friend who every time he goes to a Hasna, he's a big Rosh Hashiva today, but every time he goes to a Hasna, he takes a little doggy bag, and I shouldn't have it a doggy bag, that's why I call it, a little plastic bag full of a bit of Mazaynas, and a bit of a Shahakul, and a bit of a and a bit of our because he finds Hilkha's bracha so complicated that he knows he's going to end up into a scenario of chasnas, which is uh, a sophic brachas. So before the meal, he sits down and he makes a bracha on the mazaynas, and he makes a bracha on the ha'etz, and a bracha on the adama, and a bracha on the shahakot, and he's absolved himself from any sophic brachas in the meal. So that's another way to get around the problem of Pasar Bavikislim, is if you, before you eat your meal, you have a little bit of mazaynas. That's a little bit difficult on a Shabbos, where you have to make kiddush before the meal, etc., and you're going to go straight into washing. But it can be done at chasnas. You can definitely uh, have a little bit of a before the meal starts, before you wash, make a mesainous, eat the mesainous with intent that if you do have a mesainous, which comes up towards the end of the meal, which is a sophic bracha, and you're not sure, should you, shouldn't you, this bracha should absolve you of any need to make a bracha later on in the meal. The third option, and this is one I like the most, is you should... Serve cake with, uh, I think it's uh, something for the magazines, you know, they come out with nice pictures of different ways to serve foods. So if you serve a Paso Bova for afters, then serve it with something which is definitely a Mazzonis. So, for example, a piece of macaroni a piece of spaghetti is definitely mesoinus And If you serve a dessert made out of spaghetti, I don't know what it would be, maybe a, a bread pudding or a loction, loction kugel or something for dessert. If you serve that for a dessert, that would be definitely mesoinus and you'd need to make a brokha if it's dessert. So if you served your chocolate souffle or whatever it is, your mesoinus cake for your dessert and you put next to it, garnish it with a bit of spaghetti, then you can definitely make a mesoinus on spaghetti and that way you can absolve yourself of the soffit brokha on your cake. I don't think it's a fashion that's actually going to take off, but it's a, a suggestion. But that's the halachas of Paso Kisnin, which is in the middle of a meal. So if it's part of the meal, you don't make a bracha at all. If it's the end of the meal, if it meets all three criteria, then you need to make a mizaynas. If it's for dessert, and if it only has one two, or two of the criteria, then you don't make a bracha or mizaynas, because it's a Suffolk bracha, and a Suffolk bracha, you do not need to make at all. So that's the halachas which we would like to have finished last week, two weeks ago we didn't manage but we've caught up now and we now understand the background to Passover what they are, the different opinions in Passover and the different examples, we went through numerous examples last week of Passover and what to do with Passover at the end of a meal as a dessert, whether you need to make a bracha or you do not need to make a bracha. What we need to discuss today and uh, we'll see how far we get is the halacha of Kavir Suda. This is perhaps a little bit more complex area, complex in the sense that it's more controversial, like more complex in, in in understanding how to to practically, how we should behave practically when it comes to Kavir Suda. Now, we mentioned in the beginning of the shir, the previous shir, that Pasar Baba Kisnen, when you eat small amounts, that means you don't, you're not Kavir Suda, you don't eat it as your mainstay of your meal, then the bracha is mezaynus anahalamicha. If, however, you are koiveya suuda on the pas hababekistnin, that means you eat this pas hababekistnin as the mainstay of your meal, then you need to make a bracha of hamotzi. You need to wash. You need to make a bracha of Hamoitsi, and you need to say give a brachas the brichas for your bracha achrina. However, and this is where it begins to get complicated. It, that's correct, yes, and that's why some people, sorry, somebody just sent me a message. Is that why, why some people eat dessert with, with, um, bread? That's not really 100%. Most people who eat dessert with the bread is because they don't know what bracha to make on the ice cream. Ice cream itself is a sort of bracha. I've never seen anybody eat a chocolate souffle with bread. The halachas of Kabir Suda is as follows. That's a given, and that's a given accepted by almost all the Paskim that Kvir Suda doesn't depend on the person himself, meaning something that for me is the mainstay of my meal, and for you it's not, that's not called Kvir So if I decide that I want to have a meal of three biscuits, that doesn't make it a meal. Because I've decided to 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 say that's my meal, that doesn't make it a meal. Or if I have a meal with a few crackers, and the crackers are going to be my misoines, my... Uh, Protein or my or my grain in the, in the meal, that doesn't make me into Kavir Suda. Kavir Suda has criteria attached to it, which is a huge discussion in Halacha. The first opinion in Halacha is as follows, that we, we find that when it comes to Shabbos and Hilchas Ervin that a, the amount of a Suda is what we, is considered three or four beats in, it's we're showing him. A suda of Shabbos for an Erev is the, how much do I need to put down for an Erev? Is it the amount of three baitsim, three eggs worth, volume of three eggs, or is it the volume of four eggs? So we're going to stick to the volume of four eggs here because it just makes life simpler for us, as we'll see as we go along. So come to the first opinion. If you eat a volume of four eggs of mezainus, of any pas, habar, bekisnin, you know you're going to eat a volume of four eggs of pas habar that's already called a kvya suda it makes a difference if you're sitting on the armchair with your feet up and eating your four the volume of four eggs worth of mazainas or you're sitting at a meal and you're going to have the volume of four eggs worth of crackers together with your with your meal I- irrelevant if you eat four kebatsim of pas habar that is the amount of kvyat it doesn't depend on how you eat it it doesn't depend on where you eat it, but it depends on the amount you're eating. If you eat a, an amount of three or four beitzim, that's Kavir Suda. Three or four beitzim. I'll just give you a very brief rundown. How how much is the volume of an egg? Is again a machlakis. We'll we'll give you the two basic opinions, which is the opinion of Rambam. No, he says that an egg is roughly fifty-seven point six cubic centimeters which is roughly 1.9, 1.8, 1.9 fluid ounces. That means an egg, you drop an egg into a bowl of water, it'll displace roughly 1.9 fluid ounces. That's not a huge amount. It's probably roughly two kb, two, two kezayim. Two roughly two kezayim. Chaznish, has a much larger share, because he says that he passes like the tzlach, like the uh, that our eggs today have become smaller than they were in the time of Chazal, and therefore they've, they've become smaller by half, therefore he doubles, almost doubles the volume of an egg, and according to the Chaznish, the volume of an egg is 100 cubic centimeters. So that's a, 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 quite a significant difference between 57.6 cubic centimeters and 100 cubic centimeters is going to make a, a large difference in volume. We're going to stick to now when we give you examples, because we're talking here uh, with regards to Sophic brachas. It's very hard to know how to pass them, but as we'll see, it, it gets more complicated. So we're going to stick to Ibchayimna just for argument's sake, but I don't think it'll make a difference practically how we Pask in Halacha as we'll see in a moment. So, if we take Reb Chaim Nashi of a volume of an egg, and we take on that a Kabetzah is two eggs, which is itself is a Machlechus, and we're going to assume that the volume of a meal, that the amount that you need to eat for a meal to be considered a meal is four eggs, then if your person will eat roughly six to seven and again, this is not a a perfect example because a roggle is made in different sizes they don't come uniform but they are within a certain I don't know, band of size a rogel if it gets too big it becomes a complete uh, yeast cake it's not a rogel anymore or some other definition so a little rogel is roughly six or seven of those would be considered for Batesim roughly I may be a bit I may, I may be a bit over I may be a bit under but somewhere around there six to seven rogelach would be considered for So according to this opinion, if I had six or seven roglach of for, for a meal, that means I sat down, I went to a shabbos kiddush shabbos morning in a shul, and I threw down six or seven roglach worth of cake, I would need to wash beforehand. I would need to make hamotzi afterwards, which really limits a person going to a Kiddush and Shabbos, because I've given you an example of Rogeluch, but you can eat uh, two Rogeluch, and then you can have a piece of uh, cream cake, and then you can have a uh, uh, niklair, and then you can have etc. And very quickly, you're going to end with a few bridge rolls, very quickly you're going to end up with uh, uh, your four kebetim of Mazaynas, particularly Kuntur Chaimna. Kuntur Chaimna, you will get there very, very quickly, which would, very, which would seriously limit the amount you're allowed to have. If we talk about Mazaynas bread, well, if you can assume an, a, a piece of matzohinus bread is at least two kebetzim. Uh, it's, it's at least uh, two to three kazesim. So you're talking about three matzohinus pieces of matzohinus bread would be enough for kuntreich not to make you have to wash and say hamotzi afterwards. That's the first opinion in the Shio Kvir It doesn't depend on how, where, and what you eat. It depends on how much you eat. And the amount, according to the first opinion, is four kibetzim, three to four, but we're going to stick to four because it's anywhere in my focus. Second opinion... Mentioned in the posthum is that four and for Shabbos, that's not what we're referring to here. We're talking about uh, the amount a person, an average person would eat for an evening meal or for a morning meal. So you take a Friday night meal and a Shabbos morning meal. What's the average amount of food a person would eat? For an evening meal and a morning meal, and that is very, very variable. It really does vary. It varies between generations, and it varies between countries, and and, and it varies between very much between types of people. So it's it's very difficult to give a very set amount. But this Yeshayim, I mean, this second opinion, also agrees that kriyas sude depends on amounts, not on. Where and what and how are you eating? It very much depends on amounts, except that they're giving a larger amount that a person can eat because the average person at a meal will eat a bit more than four kubetzim. You may eat six or seven kubetzim. And according to some opinions, you may even eat up to 21.6 kubetzim because that's based on the Gomorrah that says that a, a share of a meal is a soren which is 21.6 kebetzim. So if you're going to say the share of six or seven kubetzim, so you're moving up from 7 roglach to, I don't know, uh, 10, 11 ruglach. If you're going to say 21.6 kebetzim, then you're talking about 35 roglach. That gives you a little bit more space, a bit more room to be able to eat at a, the at a Kiddush without worrying too much, am I going to cross the line, the threshold of Kavir Suda. This opinion of, of 21.6 kebetzim is mentioned in the Orach HaShulchan. It's mentioned in the Orach HaShulchan, and he believes that's the amount that one's allowed to eat up until... The point of Kriya Suda. Post that would be would need you to wash and to bench. Less than that, you can just make a Zionist. And what's very very interesting, and we point this, pointed this out when we learned this these halachas and share with the men, the Orach who is gives us one of the largest volume of uh, 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 of flexibility when it comes to eating Pasababa baba kisnin. He actually has a whole rant in very in, in a couple of pieces earlier. How people go to a Kiddush and shop this morning, they eat too much, and they don't realize that they're passing the threshold of Passover, the of Kriya Suda, and they really need to wash and bench, and he doesn't understand why the want him, don't talk about it, etc. And, and that's very interesting, because to go to a Kiddush and eat roughly 35 roglof is quite a lot. Um, not sure exactly how you would manage that, but it seems that they managed in those days. So, that's a second opinion. First opinion is four kibbetsim, second opinion is either six or seven, 8, no clear fixed number, all the way up to 21.6 Kabetzim, according to the Orch HaShulchan and the Shulchan Orch HaRav in in the the Balatanya's Shulchan Orch. So that's the second opinion. Third opinion, which is mentioned in the Rishonim, and that's they're of the view, the seems to be the opinion of the riff, and it's brought down as a sniff la as, as an addition to the halacha in the Orcha Shulchan as well, that it doesn't depend on amounts or volume. It depends on how you're eating it. If you're eating it in a situation which is clearly a snack type of eating, then it's pasabob kisnin is a If you're eating it as my kvir suda, then that's called the kvir suda, and then you need to wash and make an amritzi which would mean, therefore, if a person goes to a kiddush on a Shabbos morning, where on a kiddush on a Shabbos morning, very clearly you don't sit down, you walk around, you're holding your plate with a few cakes inside it. This is definitely meant to be eaten as a snack, and, and it's clearly eaten as a snack. According to that opinion, then you would only make masonous irrelevant of how much you eat. Even if you ate more than 21.6 kibitzim, you were still only making mazonis because you're eating it in a form of a snack. You're eating it in the form of a snack. So that gives us the, the, the background to the different opinions in how a queer Suda is met with regards to Paso Baba Kisnin. The Mishnah Barura and most of the Ahrenim seem to take on that we can follow the middle opinion. And the the amount is not four kibetzim, nor is it as lenient as just if you're eating as a snack. We don't go as lenient as as far as that. But six or seven or eight kibetzim somewhere in the middle there that's the opinion that the Mishnah Borah seems to take on is the halacha. Qayyadam quotes it from the name of the gon, and he says something like six or seven kabatsim, in the name of the gon. that's called the Sudas Erev of that's a Sudah of the evening and the morning, and therefore there's room to be a little bit more lenient. Practically speaking, as as Orif HaShopan points out, most people will go to a Kiddush on the Shabbos morning, uh, not that there are any at the moment, but when they do, we'll come back soon, Bezat Hashem. Uh, they'll go to a Kiddush to show solidarity, to show friendship, and to create achdus, and they will go to a Kiddush, and they will eat at the Kiddush, and they take no notice how much they're eating. And the reason why we do that is, and the reason why the Abonim haven't made any fuss, or the reason why I haven't made any fuss, and got up and shouted, you're not allowed to eat so much, is simply because there's so many opinions to rely on, that to go and, and uh, 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 insist that people have to eat a small amount, is something that uh, uh, the Arbanim can't do. You could rely on the opinion that as long as you're eating it as a snack, that's sufficient. Therefore, you can eat as much as you like at the Kiddush. You could rely on the opinion, which is the Ike Halacha, the middle opinion, that you can eat six or seven kibetzim, eight kibetzim, or even up to 21.6 kibetzim, according to the Then you can eat quite a large amount at the Kiddush. And you can eat quite a lot of manchur at the Kiddish. And therefore, to go and make a fuss and say, why, are you, why are people eating more than four kabatsim when there's enough opinions to rely on that disagree with that, we don't make a fuss. However, the Mishnah Bura does say that a person who would like to be Mahme and there's a very good reason to be Mahme here, should try not to eat more than four kabatsim of mezonous bread of Passover Kisinin, Because if one does, then one's going to enter into a shiloh Suffolk brocha, and it's a shame to put yourself into a situation of Suffolk. Rather, stop and it will do everybody's uh, waistlines a lot better if we don't eat so much cake. We'd rather stop at four kibetzim and don't eat more than that, and then getting into a issue or into a situation of suffolk bracha. If, however, a person did eat more than dalit Batesim, no problem. He carries on saying al he does not need to wash, he carries on saying al until he gets to, I would say, seven or eight kibetzim, six or seven or eight kibetzim, and then he should try and avoid going beyond that. If he did go beyond that, even then I would say you can rely on the Rosh Hashokha the Shulchan Hafer uh, to that till 21.6 him, mean, you don't need to wash and make Hamaisi. So ideally we should be stopping at four. The, the halacha is seven, six or seven or eight, somewhere around there. Very difficult to give a, a definitive volume, but all the way up to 21.6, I would say don't make Hamaisi because you're entering into a Safik brocha. And that's very clearly how the mini Elam has evolved. People eat at kiddushim as much as they like, and nobody is really worried. Not from Amaratus, it's because no one has been informed, no one has been told them not to eat too much, because there's so many opinions to rely on with regards to the Kriya Suda of Pasar So that's a basic outline, a basic background to Kriya Suda of Pasar Kisnin. It gets a little bit more complicated, because today I was spoken about pure Pasa What would happen if I'm eating a Pasa barba with a filling? So we could be talking about a sandwich. We could be talking about a bridge roll which has got egg on it or smoked salmon on it herring with an eye uh, wh- when do I, how do I measure my volume of Kriya Do I look at the mezoinus itself, the cake itself? Do I look at the filling of the cake too? Now That is again another Mahlechus that is another Mahalikas. The Morgan of Rome would suggest that you have to include the filling in your volume of Pasa kisnin, which would mean if I would eat a number of two or three clairs with cream inside, uh, two eclairs perhaps, I have a combination here of a filling together with the pastry, which is Pasa kisnin. I may have already passed my Dalad Beitsim. I may have already passed my volume of Dalit Beitsim. If I eat a number of bridge rolls with filling on it, with a, a topping on it, I could very quickly pass my Passover of in, eating much less than seven or eight droglach. And the same would apply if I eat a number of aikichlach, these, those egg crackers together with some herring. I'd have to include the herring in my Passover, in my volume. And that herring is quite heavy. It's quite dense. It may, it may take away in quite a significant amount of the volume from my Dalit Beit and I would end up being, being able to eat very little of Paso Barba Kisnin when I would begin to enter into a problem of needing to wash. There are others who disagree. Some, some of the G'dayda paschim, the Chidah, and others who say that if you have a filling in your Paso Babu I don't measure the filling in as part of my volume. I measure only the cake itself, which gives us a lot more leeway. So, understanding that the volume of Kriya Suda in Paso Babakistan is a Machlechus. And understanding that whether I need to include my filling is also a Machlechus. So practically speaking, up until four Kabetzim, you don't need to take into account the volume of any any filling of the cake, because four Kabetzim is anyway a Machlechus. Filling is also a machlekes. So we don't need to enter into a double Machlechus and be doubly firm. To be doubly str- stringent is, is going a little bit too far, perhaps. So therefore, if a person wants to eat four Kabetzim of Mazonis, then you can exclude the filling. If however he's going to be eating up until seven seven, eight, nine ninecubates him, that means he's relying on the ikah haloch on the middle opinion, then ideally one should try and take the filling into account too, which would therefore mean that you don't have so much room to maneuver with regards to the second opinion if you're going to include in the filling, because the amount of cake without the filling, the pastry of the modern cakes without filling in to get uh, In in comparison to the volume of the pastry with the filling, you'll probably end up eating the same amount and already become a, a shea of seven or eight uh, kabetzim, which would, uh, according to the Gohan, would mean you'd have to make a bichos hamozen hamaitzi as well. So, yes... One should take the volume of a filling into account if one can. If one didn't and one crossed the line of six or seven or eight kabatesim, you still have the opinion of the, the Aruch of 21.6 kabatesim to rely on. Though one should try and avoid eating that much. But if you did, you still wouldn't make a brechasamaytse unless you crossed the line of 21.6 and then you would, you'd need to wash according to all opinions. If you crossed 21.6 with the filling, you would need to, wash with all according to all opinions so let's give you a more practical example until now we are spoken about Shabbos morning and a Kiddush that's a little bit uh, how many people eat so much at Shabbos Kiddush I don't know but a person who buys some Z- Mazayna sandwiches he's traveling or he's at work and uh, they don't have time to wash so you want to buy a Mazayna sandwich so if you take a piece of bread to be roughly three could be three Kizayim somewhere around there maybe a little bit more so two pieces of bread is six causation six it, 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 six against is 3 it's 3 is it already th- it's, 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 sorry six causation that's 3 kibbezin so four pieces of bread which is really three sandwiches sorry three three pieces of bread which is which is three sandwiches would you you'd probably be hitting your four kibbezin with about for three pieces of bread, three sandwiches. So if you have three sandwiches, that will be fine. So you buy yourself a package that has two sandwiches in it, that will be fine. You'll be able to eat that comfortably, make them as, as you don't need to worry about kavir suda. Even if you had a third one, you could probably eat it comfortably and not worry about kavir suda. Where you will have a problem is if you're going to be uh, stringent and want to include the filling and if you can include the filling of these sandwiches, it could very well be that two sandwiches would be enough to make four kibetzim. However, since we've said that one doesn't need to be so stringent and worry about the filling when you're eating a sheer of dalad betzim, and therefore your two sandwiches, perhaps even three sandwiches, is no problem at all. You can make a masonous on that without worrying. Once you cross that and you're eating four sandwiches, that means you're going to buy yourself two packets of masonous sandwiches, then you could, you're entering into a, a little bit more of a problem because you probably are... Moving into the area of four or five cubits and with the filling, the fillings are quite dense, there's quite, quite a lot of filling there uh, in, in the in the bought sandwiches, and you could end up with a suffolk where you need to wash or you don't need to wash. If you're desperate and you're in a situation where you need to be meiko, then you can always rely on the orachashulkan that says you can go up to 21.6, but ideally we should try and avoid more than three filled sandwiches without washing. We just try and avoid it. But you can't wash on more than three full sandwiches because it's still a sophic. So we shouldn't be eating more than three full sandwiches in a go because otherwise we have a problem of the bracha of Bichas of Hamaitzi and because of Kvir Sudha of Pasar Baba I hope that's clear. So let's just repeat that once more. So we have three opinions in what's considered a Kvir Sudha. One, the first opinion is three to four Kibetzim. We'll stick to the four Kibetzim. The second opinion is seven or eight, somewhere around there all the way up until uh, 21.6, big, this, this, big, uh, variation in the opinion of the second, of the second share of Passover of Kriya Suda. And Lahalokh, like, we're passing like the second opinion, six or seven or eight is what's accepted as norm. Uh, one should ideally try and be machmir up until the four, including the volume of the filling of any passive kisnin, one should include that if you're relying on the opinion of, five, of six or seven or eight kabetzim. Include the volume of the filling. If you're relying only on the opinion of four, then you don't have to be so machmeh, and you can eat four kabetzim of the bread itself. So the difference between the, the, the first opinion and the second opinion isn't huge if you're not eating plain cake. However, the filling of a cake, which, which according to that opinion, adds to the volume of the Kabetzim, is only literally something which is eaten together with the cake. So if you're going to Shabbos Kiddush in a shul, and you're going to eat Kiddush, and you're going to have a couple of Rogelach, and then you're going to have some ice cream, and a piece of Cholent, a plate of Cholent, and some Kugel, and then you're going to have a couple of fish balls, that, or a bit of sushi, none of that is foods that you'll eat together with your, your cake. And particularly if it's cake, you don't eat them together. And therefore, they don't join into the sheer of the Kvir Sudha of Paso It's literally only foods that are eaten and would be eaten together with your Paso So a, a masina sandwich, which has filling of vegetables and uh, tuna or egg or, or, or schnitzel or chicken or whatever it may be, that would be considered a filling that needs to be taken into account, at least if you're measuring the volume of six, six or seven or eight kibetzin according to the second opinion. But if you just be eat, you're going to be eating the sushi and your ice cream and your cholent at the Kiddish, and you also have to have some pasta Baba Kisnin, in, that wouldn't join together. And you'd, you'd measure the volume of your cake separately. And if you ate a six or seven or eight kibbetium of your cake alone, then you'd, you'd have to make amoezi. If you didn't, if you only ate it together with all the other foods, then that wouldn't join together because they're not considered one item of food. It's got to be items of food that come together with my, Cake. So a herring together with my eikichel or my bridge roll with my egg on it or my tuna on it or whatever it is or my smoked salmon, that would be considered a single item of food because the other items are the other food, the herring, the egg, the, the tuna, the smoked salmon is, is meant to accompany the bread. And when it's meant to accompany a bread, then you have to include it in the volume if you are relying on the opinion of four, of six or seven or eight kabetzen. A chocolate éclair, or a, 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 for example, a éclair with filling, with cream filling in it, or gatto which has uh, jam and cream filling, a, a wafer, which has uh, chocolate filling inside, or whatever it may be, all that would be considered part of the mezaynus, part of the pasa barbecisnin, and you would have to take the filling into account when you're eating a sheir, when you're relying on the shear of six or seven kibetzim. So if you're going to be eating a, a croissant, a large croissant uh, which is more maybe more than than the share of Dalit bacon then you would have to take into account the filling And measure all together and see if you have the shear of six or seven or eight kabetesim. When it comes to donuts, we have a little bit of a problem with donuts because donuts are are very dense and there's a lot of donut there. So roughly about a fifth or maybe even a quarter of a donut or fifth of a donut is already a, is already a kazayas. So one donut is going to be four or five kazayasim and one and a quarter, one and a half large donuts is going to be the, the, an amount of according to And if you're going to be, try and be Machmir for this opinion of Reb Chaim you can't eat more than one and a half or one and a quarter large donuts on Hanukkah. And I know that's very, very depressing because how can you manage to only go through one donut and stop? It's very difficult. But that's if you want to be Machmir. If you want to be Mekel and rely on seven or eight uh k- k- then you can probably go up to two, a little bit over two donuts uh, and still be safe. Small donuts gives you a little bit more, a little bit more scope, but you don't have the ability to eat loads of donuts without having to wash and make hamachis. If you're going to eat your donuts as part of your, part of your meal, as, you, this, as part of the mainstay of your meal, today they serve donuts with uh, meat filling inside them. Then if you if it's part of your meal and you've washed on bread, then you're fine. You can eat it as much as you like. But if you're going to eat it as a mezayimist, you must be careful when it comes to Hanukkah, not eat too much, too many... Uh, donuts for more reasons than just halachic, but for halachic reasons, you definitely shouldn't be eating more than one and a quarter or two donuts plus a little bit more, not much more than that. That's already going to be complicated. If you came out with this bright idea, you want to go to a kiddush and you want to be from, and you don't eat too much, but you can't contain and you can't control yourself from eating all the lovely foods out there. There's such beautiful foods at the kiddush. And you really, you know, of course, it's all under the ban of Oynik Shabbos and you've got to be, uh, uh, you've got to enjoy Shabbos. So you're doing it the Shem Shemayim, But at the same time, you don't want to, be makele on the amount of mazainus. You come up with this brainwave. What you're going to do is you'll eat four kibetzim worth of, you'll have seven ragulach, then you'll say an mechia. Then you go back and you'll make another mesinus and eat some more. And then you'll make an mechia. And then when you've eaten the shear a second time, a third, you, you make another another alamechior and then you make a mazainus again and you eat your third shir. And that way you think you've got a very clever way of getting around the problem of the, uh, Kriya Suda Passobaba and it may be a very clever way around it, but it's probably wrong, because you're entering into a problem of Suffolk, of the And to enter into a case of Brochus Sheinot sricha is, is not so straightforward, and it may be that what you're doing is wrong, halachically. So I'm afraid that that's not going to be a very good, sufficient way around the problem. The best way around the problem is don't eat so much. That is definitely the answer to uh, the conundrum of what to do with a Kiddush with the problem of, of too, ma- too many nice foods there, and you're not sure how to re- contain yourself and yet not eat more than the shir, the answer is just don't eat. And leave the kiddish early. We're running out of time. I'll give you a couple more halachas which are relevant to what we've learned. We'll have to leave the, leave the, the rest for the coming shir Bez Hashem. I wanted to finish today. I haven't quite got to what I wanted to finish. But so that's quite common. Uh, when we're learning Hitler's brachas, there's so much to say. It's so difficult to actually fill what I would, would like to fill. There's another little area, which is a touch more complicated when it comes to Korea Sudan. That is, if a person eats the amount of bread of Passoboba Kisnin, that if that was, those breads were filled, would be considered a sheer. And that means the average person, say an average person would eat a Mazinus slice of Mazinus bread together with a filling. Eat as a sandwich. Eat as a sandwich. And the shear that he would eat, let's say, is three sandwiches. It's three sandwiches. Now you have decided to eat three slices of bread, but it doesn't give you the full shear of Dalit Baitsim. It would give you the shear if you had the filling in it. But it doesn't give you the shear because you don't have the filling. So let's let's not talk about bread because that's a bit a bit more complicated. Let's talk about akihrilh. Let's say a person would eat. Four Aikihl, five Akihl, six Aikihlich, I don't know whatever the shear is. If you eat six Aikihl with herring on it, that would be the shear of Pasababakisnin that you the max shear you can eat of Pasababakisin together with your herring. Now you don't like herring, you just want to eat the six aikihlag. And six akihlis is actually going to fill you up. So it's the amount of mazainus that somebody else would only be filled if they eat it together with the accompaniment of the together with the herring, then they would be filled. But you don't particularly like the herring, but you're going to be filled with the mezainus itself without the filling, then for you that's considered a shear of Kriyasuda. Now even though Kriasuda is not is not subjective, it's very much objective as we've discussed. But this is considered an objective share because this is the amount of bread that the average person, the amount of pasar kisnin that the average person would eat with a filling and then have to wash on it. And for you, even though you're eating it without the filling, if you're satisfied with that amount of bread, you would also have to wash. Now, it's not such a common uh, scenario, but it can happen. And therefore, you just have to watch. that. If you say, okay, I'm only eating my ay and I'm not eating my herring, so I can eat as much as I like, doesn't co- quite go like that because if you're going to eat enough that's going to fill you, that would be a, a, a um, the sheer of six or seven or eight cubates in with the filling, then you would have a problem and you would need to wash on that as well. There is a way around the slight way around, but it's not so practical, which is mentioned in the that If you want to eat your Aikichal and your herring and you don't want to, the herring to be considered part, of the uh, shear, but you, then if you don't eat it exactly together, you eat the herring first and then you eat the Eikichel afterwards, which is not really practical because if you want to eat an Eikichel, you want to eat it with herring. But if you eat the herring first and then you eat the Eikichel afterwards, whatever you eat before the mezzanus cannot be considered part of the mezzanus. can't be considered part of the mizzenas. So if you buy yourself a filled sandwich with some chicken inside and you eat the chicken first and then afterwards you eat the sandwich, then the chicken is not part of the shir. The chicken is not part of the sheer. It's only part of the sheer if you eat it together or a little bit afterwards, but as, as, an accompaniment to the, to the bread. But if you eat it before, before can never be an accompaniment to bread. It's too early. It's not considered eaten together. And then you wouldn't be joined. You wouldn't have to join it into the share of Pas Habob Kisnin as we've discussed. If a person began to eat, in, and his intention was to stop before the shear, whichever the shear is, whichever shear he's passing like, four him, six or seven or eight him, whichever shear, 21.6 him, whatever shir he's decided, he's, what he's sits down to his kiddush, sits down to his cake meal, and he decides he's not going to cross that red line of kfir And he eats, and he's still hungry, so he eats a bit more, and he's still hungry, so he eats a bit more, and then he gets to the point where he's still hungry and he wants to cross that line. What does he do? He's only made a Zionist till now. If he's at a point where he intends to eat more than the, the sheer of Sudha, he has to stop eating, he has to go and wash, come back and make namayitzi. An so even though his initial intention was to eat less, but as he's eating, his appetite becomes greater and he then changes his mind and intends to eat more than the required amount of Passover Baba Kisnin, then he has to stop, go and wash, make a and say samazan afterwards. And vice versa, the same thing is the other way around. If a person washed because he intended to eat a lot of Passover Baba Kisne, so you sat down and your eyes were, were, you were rather hungry and you went to Carmelis about yourself. Three, four donuts, large donuts, filled with all the lovely fillings that they're going to have there, which is, by the way, the, the, the Carmeli sells roughly a hundred thousand donuts over Hanukkah. So lots of people eating donuts over Hanukkah. So you went and bought three of those hundred thousand, four of those hundred thousand, and you bought one with cream inside, one with custard in, and one with caramel in, I don't know what else, apple in, what else they had there. And you had, you intended to eat four of them. So you said, oh, four donuts. That's, a, that's a full meal. I'm going to wash. So off you went and you went to wash. And after one and a half donuts, you just couldn't get another morsel of donut down you. So what do you do? You can't retract on your washing and your hamotzi because that's been done already. But what bracha achreinu do you make? And here again, since you've changed from the shi'o kviyasudah, and you're not actually eating a kviyasudah, so your bracha will now be halamichir. And we have a very strange scenario here where you're going to start off, you would have started off eating your Meal with a hamoitzi because you intended to eat loads of donuts, and you're actually finishing off your bracha with an alamichyo. and that's because you changed your mind in the middle. You changed your mind in the middle, and you instead of eating a sheer which would require you to say briches amazin, you stopped and you ate less. So you can't make a briches because you never actually had a krias shida. It's true that my original brachas were wrong, but that's something that I can't retract on. That's happened. That's passed. What I can do is make sure that I don't make a bracha achreina, which is unnecessary, which is which, which is wrong, and therefore I'll make an alamichya and not a bracha of. No, he doesn't say an after bracha. Somebody just asked me, does he say an after bracha before washing? And the answer is no. He just washes and carries on with with the uh, with the hamotzi and then the hamotzi that the the birchas hamazon would absolve him of the. On the Al-A-Mikhil. that's talking about a case where you eventually crossed and ate more than necessary. Let's just finish off with one more interesting halacha, which is relevant, and we spoke about it in the previous year. Yes, you can eat it. Yes, if somebody wants to get around the problem of Passover Bikistan, you can eat a slice of bread. There's no question about that at all. Um, matzah. We discussed matzah. Matzah is Passover as we discussed in the previous year, because it's hard, but yet everybody other than some People from Edos Mizrach, some of the, the who keep Menach uh, will wash on matzah. And the reason for that is because matzah is a type of Passover that everybody is Kavya sudan on, at least on Pesach. And since it's a type of bread that everybody's Kavya Suda on, even, uh, uh, on Pesach and some even during the year, therefore we consider it a Passover Babakistan when you eat the normal amounts of matzah, that's already immediately considered a Kavya Suda for everybody. That's immediately considered a Kavya Suda and therefore we wash, we say on matzah. There there are a number of other one or two halakhas which are relevant to Korea Suda, which we'll have to mention in the coming year. In the next coming share I'd like to um, uh, hopefully, uh, matzo crackers we mentioned last week is matzo crackers we mentioned on the because no one is kaveh Suda on a matzo cracker, unless you eat a large amount of it. So if you ate uh, the amount of, of of six or seven, eight kibetzim, well you're probably talking about, uh, I don't know, uh, 10, 12 matzo crackers. I, I've never measured them, so I'm not sh- exactly sure. If each matzo cracker is just over kazais and uh, is two kazaisim, so just under two matzo crackers is a kabetsis, so four would be uh, roughly eight. So you, you have quite a number of matzo crackers you can eat without getting too worried about it. Um, what well, I'd like to discuss if the, if we're happy to have Sheer and Hanukkah in two weeks time, uh, I would like to discuss the halachas of brochas in the middle of a meal. What types of foods in the middle of a meal need their own brocha? Which types of foods don't need a brocha? And just by way of introduction, I'll tell you that if you follow Rashi's opinion, every time you have a drink in the middle of a meal, you need to make a brocha. We don't pass like that. We pass on that. You do not need to make a brocha on drinks in the middle of a meal, but it's not, the halachas are not black and white because Rashi says that you need to make a, a, uh, a bracha on drink inside the meal. So we want to discuss as a continuation of Kriya Suda what brachas are considered, what types of food are considered food that needs to be made, a bracha needs to make on it in the middle of a meal. When is it called accompaniment to the bread? When is it not called accompaniment to the bread? When is it called a separate item? The beginning of the meal, the middle of the meal, and the end of the meal. We'll try and cover that in the coming share. Somebody just asked me just now, what do we do with matzah cake? Matzah cake is pas habar because it's, it's made out of matzah meal, which is usually less than a kazais, and as we discussed in the previous showroom, if it's less than a kazais and it's been lost its form, then it loses its hamotzi, so it now becomes pasavobu kisnin. Pasavobu kisnin you have the shi, as we've discussed today. How much is the shear of You have to listen to the shear on the recording, because I'm not going to repeat it again, uh, and I hope you have a very good night, and I hope it's given you an appetite for to getting back to Kadushim Be'er We if you be able to get back soon. Uh, it doesn't have to be large kedushim. Uh, small Kedushim and, uh, but we can at least be together. Achdos, etc. Amen. Mat, soaked in wine is still matzah. So you make our much of it. Have a very good night. Everybody should be well.